You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Amanda all about strategies that go into running a six-figure business because let's face it, with more money, more profit, we make more impact in the world. So we're going to talk about all of the things surrounding that. And with that being said, Amanda, welcome into the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to chat about this today because it's not as complicated as we're making it out to be. So before we dive into this topic, tell us more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yes. Well, I am Amanda. I run the Virtual Assistant Studio. We are an agency for bloggers and influencers, and we are on a mission to be able to support female entrepreneurs, but also to be able to employ moms, which is a big mission of ours. And that's why we decided to launch our signature program a few years back called Full-Time VA, where we teach moms how to do exactly what we're doing every single day so that they can make money on their own terms. And that's just really the core of our mission is to be able to help other empower other women, whether that's in the studio or through full-time VA. And it's been amazing so far. Oh my gosh, that's awesome because you know, I feel like as as women, we tend to hold ourselves small. We think that we need all of these certifications. We need this, we need that. No, like what you're doing, you're empowering moms like, okay, hey, it's going to look a little bit different, but there are ways that you can work from home and make a very decent living off of this and making money on your own terms. So I think that is phenomenal. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head by saying a lot of times we play it small. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with moms that are like, I'm, and I hate this word so much, just, I'm just a stay at home mom. I'm just a teacher. I'm just an office administrator. And I'm like, you have so many covetable skills that you can monetize. And it's so funny. I was actually just talking to a mom in our program yesterday in DMs on Instagram. And she was like, I'm not quite sure where to go. I don't know what to do. I feel like I don't have any transferable skills. And I'm like, well, walk me through your background. You wouldn't believe what she said. She's been a school teacher. She's been an office administrator. Like she had this huge resume and I'm like, what do you mean? You don't have any skills. You have so many skills. And so I think when we like take a step back and say, you know what? I do have something to offer. Like that's when the light shines bright. Oh, that is so good because yes, we all have something to bring to the table and our life experience. That's what qualifies us because I can't tell you, even with my first career, I worked in healthcare for 16 years. 
it's school doesn't teach you how to interact with patients day after day it's in the doing it's your life experiences that's what qualifies you and just like your client yes like look at what you have come through to get to this point even as a mom look at the strong skill set you have i mean we are masters of you know, organization, strategic planning, leadership, negotiations. I mean, all of these things that we're doing day in and day out. Yes, that makes us incredible business owners. And if you're not happy yes. with the path you're currently headed down, I love how you're empowering women. Okay, you know what? We can change that. We can use the skills that you have and you can thrive. That is just yeah absolutely beautiful so thank you thank you for being part of the change i love it well thank you thank you so much yeah i mean it's funny because i think a lot of times when we're thinking about making a pivot in our life the reason that it holds us back is because it's a little scary right and it's not that it's bad it's just new and so i think anytime something is new it feels a little uncertain and like we don't know what we're doing but all new things eventually become old. So like, why not just go for it? You know, like nobody really knows what they're doing at the end of the day. Everybody else is trying to figure it out too. Oh, I love that because yeah, we're all just trying to figure it out. I mean, even think about like when you first became a mom, like you're handed this human. And even if you've had nieces, nephews, this, that, the other, it's terrifying, but it gets easier. You know, and you still question yourself all the time. Like, am I doing this right? Like, it doesn't come with like a play-by-play instruction manual. But yeah, that fear is not bad. You don't let it hold you back from providing for your kids and showing up every day and just doing the best you can and figuring it out as you go. So that right there, when we can take that fear and kind of reframe it to more excitement of, all right, you know what? I'm learning as I go. That's where so many opportunities present themselves when you really reframe that fear. Have you found that for yourself too? Oh my gosh, yes. I do scary things all the time. And usually I can tell when I'm on the right path because there is a healthy amount of fear. And I like to remind myself that like, The fear is just my nature's way of saying, hey, I'm trying to protect you from something that's unknown, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually putting me in danger and it's bad. It's just my brain's way of being like, "Uh oh, this is new. This is different. And so usually when I have that fear that tells me like, oh, I'm growing, I'm changing, I'm moving forward, I'm on the right path. And I like to tell people like lean into it, like use that as like you said, a healthy motivator and turn that fear into a motivation. Yes, yes. Because honestly, for myself, and I don't know if this is true for you, it's in doing those scary things that I have grown exponentially. I don't grow when I feel comfortable. So I'm 100% on board with the fact that like, no, I, I want to be a little bit scared because that means that I am pushing myself. That means that I'm not just being complacent day in and day out, that, that I am growing, that I am evolving, that I'm on the right track. Yeah. I mean, I think back over my life I'm sure like you do this as like a parent I feel like you're like oh my gosh remember five years ago and whatever because time is just such a weird concept as a parent but it really is um but sometimes I look back and like you know all those hard seasons or like those seasons where I'm like oh my gosh this is difficult I don't know what I'm doing like it feels like everything's falling apart 
as you move through that and you're like able to look back into it in hindsight, I'm always so thankful for those moments. Aren't you? Because you're like, wow, that shaped me so much. It didn't feel like it in the moment. It felt awful and hard. And like, I just wanted to lay on the couch and watch Netflix. But I'm always so thankful in hindsight because I'm like, you know what? Like that really happened for me and not necessarily to me. Yes. And I think it was Steve Jobs that said, like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. And it's so true. Every single obstacle, every challenge, it teaches us something. That's where we grow. That's where we evolve. And then our journey, our struggle becomes someone else's roadmap. And that's what you're doing too, is you're teaching women how to build these businesses, how to take charge and, you know, use these opportunities to really evolve as a business owner. So what strategies can you give us to run and market and just all of the things that go into running a business or an agency? Yeah. Well, when we're thinking about running an agency, typically an agency is going to be like a complex being. I'm not going to lie to you. It is a beast of a business, but it is so worth it. And so I like to make business, we were talking about this actually before we hit record, really simple. And I like to not overcomplicate it. And so for us, I think we've been really lucky in our success because a lot of it has happened really organically. But I like to start with what is the end goal in mind and make it super simple. So Who is it that we're going to serve and how are we going to serve them? And what pain point are we filling? If you can answer those questions concisely and say like, this is what I offer. This is who I serve. And this is how I'm solving their problem. That is going to set you up for success because that's going to be the foundation of your business. And anytime you start to have shiny object syndrome, which happens all the time, like, oh, I need to be. I don't know, investing in a social media manager, or I need to buy this $10,000 mastermind, or I need to join this other program because they probably have information that I I couldn't possibly already have. Ignore all those things and come back to your foundation. That's going to be my best advice. And I love to start from the ground up. So when thinking about building a successful agency, whether your goal is to get to 10k months or 100k months like whatever the goal is this is going to be the same foundation is thinking about okay who can i hire that is going to make me a return on investment and so in an agency i have found that this is typically going to lie in highly specialized skilled individuals and so this is what's worked for me is i thought okay In our agency, we're serving bloggers and influencers. We do a lot of content creation, blogs, emails, video. You know, if you're in the online space, like, you know, a type of content creation is popular right now. That's the type of stuff we're doing. So I'm thinking, okay, instead of hiring somebody that like kind of knows a little bit about all these things, I'm going to hire someone that's really great at copywriting and then somebody that's really amazing at video editing and then someone that's really amazing at, creating graphics. And I'm going to put these people together on a team and I'm going to make sure that they are solid and they can serve our clients well. Then once I feel really good about that, I say, okay, who can I put underneath them? 
Now, how can I reinvest into them and continue to build their skill set, but now also shape them into leaders of the business? Now, this isn't going to work for every single person because not everybody's meant to be a leader, but typically you can identify who those key players are just based on like how they work and how they communicate. And like in working with them, with your clients, you'll know, trust me, like you'll know in your gut, okay, this is my type of person. They believe in the mission. They get what's going on. They could easily train somebody underneath them and then keep doing that. Literally rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat until you have a fully built out team and boom, there you go. As long as you keep coming back to your goal, you're going to be fine. literally that simple. Right. Exactly. And I love that. I love how you broke it down into really three core questions, because I think often we are constantly chasing those shiny objects. We're comparing our journey with someone else's that's completely different. That's in a different season of life, that different circumstances, there's really no benefit to comparison with other people because you're running your own race. But when you really have that strong, solid foundation, that's that's where the magic happens. Because I, I love that too, that you said, you know, start with the end goal in mind. I am a huge believer in that because honestly, you can break down anything. You can reverse engineer any goal that you want. So yeah, say you want those 100K months. Okay, well, what do you need to do to get there? And you beautifully explained such a simple way to do it. So if you're listening to this, you know, stop chasing those shiny objects. Ask yourself those three questions and come back to them as many times as you need, because it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. It's human nature. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I have to do this myself. Like I have to like practice what I preach, right? Like there will be times where a client might come to me and they're like, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. And it's ever so slightly outside of the scope of what we typically do. And of course, the people pleaser in me wants to be like, yes, we'll make it work. We will do that for you. But the business person in me is like, no, we need to stay in our lane. We need to keep our head down and we need to serve the cl- our ideal client well. And so I think that can be really hard in the beginning, especially. And honestly, sometimes even if you're three and five years in to say like, no, 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 we're just going to focus on this one or two things until you nail those things. And then when you nail those things, and that is a well-oiled machine, and typically a good sign of this is that it doesn't really need you to run. That's how you know it's a well-oiled machine. Then layer on some of those other things. And I think when we're talking about like the shiny object syndrome, a lot of times those things are things that Yes, those are helpful, but they're not helpful until you've built out the foundation first. So once you, like we were talking about how a business thrives off of profit and profit allows us to have impact. Okay, once you have a healthy profit margin and you have money tucked away into all the right accounts, that's when you focus on some of the fun things. So sometimes what I like to do is like, let's say I come across something and I'm like, oh gosh, like it would be really amazing. Oh, I'll get this. This is like a very tangible example. I would love to have like a rebrand. This is like so common. I see people do this all the time. They're like, I really want to rebrand. Typically that is a 
a larger expense in a business to have a designer come in and rebrand, you know, do the 20 page book with all the colors and the fonts. And this is how to use it. And don't get me wrong. Like they're beautiful and I love them. And then they do the website. Like that can be 10, 15, $20,000 when everything is said and done. And that's amazing. And while yes, that probably is going to draw in more clients, you're not going to see like an immediate return on investment on something like that. So a lot of times what I do is say, okay, I know I want this thing. I'm going to put it on the table and I'm going to think about it. And then I'm going to budget it out and I'm just going to let it sit there and I'm not going to take action on it yet. I'm not going to do anything with it until we feel like, okay, this is a necessity. Like we need this rebrand to accomplish this specific goal. And I want you to do that with any sort of thing that feels like, oh, I need this right now. Like I need this course. I need this program. I need this mastermind. I need this whatever in business. Because if you can do that and just set it on the table and think about it, typically it's kind of like if you've ever like gone through a store and wanted something but then you leave the store and forget about it and you don't want it anymore it's like the same thing sometimes you realize oh I really didn't need that thing or oh I was able to still continue to grow my business without that so like is it really a necessity and that is what is going to keep you healthy profit margins as well Oh my gosh, so good. And I love it because it takes the emotion out of the decision. Because yes, we all have to practice what we preach. You know, I am the same way. I have to really make sure not to chase those shiny objects because it's easy to get caught up in it. But when you really know your why and what is the one thing that you're really, really good at and you stay within that zone of genius, it really is that simple. It's outsourcing what doesn't need to be you within the business to people that are specialists in that area. And oh, such a good analogy. And I love too how you touched upon knowing your numbers because I feel like so many business owners are scared of their numbers. They don't understand their numbers. They just don't take that time to even know like what profit margin are you running on? What is your return on investment? What are those metrics that you know you're moving in the right direction? So I think that was super important too, because I see time and time again, clients not knowing any of that. They want this outcome, but they don't know where they're actually at currently. Yeah. And I see this all the time too, which is so funny. I I think I'm probably a rarity in the sense that I love the numbers. I love the numbers because I think there's security in the numbers and yes. it allows you to make really informed decisions where you can feel confident in the decisions that you're making. And I think that's really empowering as a business owner, because typically as a business owner, you don't really have a boss telling you like, Hey, you're doing a great job or mm, maybe we shouldn't do that. So you really have to trust yourself and your intuition and your gut. And I think the numbers kind of give you security in that. So I just like some tips for numbers that I like to do is honestly pull out like a basic Google spreadsheet. And I love to write everything down and rank it from most profitable to least profitable. And don't get me wrong, like this is a time consuming task. This might be easier if you're only selling one product. Like let's say you're a digital course creator and you just have one course. This is going to be super easy. It's going to take you like five minutes. But I want you to think about all the things that you're spending on in your business. And then are you able able to tie a result to that. And so not everything you're going to be able to correlate like a direct return on investment.
announcement. Some things might be the fact that you get your time back or that you're able, you're investing now so that it'll grow later. And like, you do have to think about some of those things, but if you can do this at the very least on like a monthly or quarterly basis, it's going to put you in a really good position so that at the end of the year, you're not like, how much money did I make? What do I owe in taxes? How I spent what on what? I didn't even know I was subscribed to this platform. Like, and there'd be so much less of those things. And then too, when you're ready for that big rebrand, that's $20,000, you can be like, oh, well, I can afford that or I can't afford that or I need to choose the payment plan option. Like you'll have the answer to whatever that question is going to be. Oh my gosh. Such a perfect explanation about it because yes, when you know your numbers, it allows you to make confident and empowered decisions. Like right there, that is so spot on. And we just need to like preach this from the rooftops because that is where we really get that direction. One of my mentors always tells us, you know, math is the path. It is not a reflection of you. This is just objective data. You look at those numbers and that guides your decision-making process. It's not something to be fearful of. It's nothing about you as a person. It's math. It's just telling you, okay, this is what's working. This is what's not. Okay, let's double down or figure out a different strategy. It's not as complicated as we're making it out to be. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting once you start digging into it, because you'll start to see those patterns, yes. right? Like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that 90% of our revenue is coming from this one source, or like, I'm pouring all my time and energy into a social media strategy. And we're getting 5% of our leads from Instagram. Like that may not make the most sense, or maybe it's something that you can delegate to somebody else and pay them like $20 an hour. And now they can do that for you. So I think like those small things would be like, oh, wow, this is really eye-opening. I didn't know this. That will happen when you dig into the numbers. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. And let's talk a little bit more about starting to outsource, starting to delegate some of those tasks within our business. Where does someone even start to identify, okay, this is something that, all right, maybe I am spending a lot of time on. And by delegating that, that could free up some time. Where does someone start? Yeah, great question. Okay, so when you're thinking about hiring, there's a few key things that you're going to want to do before you hire. And this is exactly what I did in my business when I was like, okay, I'm I think I'm ready to hire, right? We're always like, I think I'm ready. Again, if you know your numbers, you'll know whether what you can even afford too. Like, can you afford a virtual assistant? Can you hire on an employee? Like, what is that cost going to be? All of those questions will be answered by knowing your numbers. Um, But when you're thinking about outsourcing, I think the biggest indicator is one of two things. Either you're trying to get your time back or you're trying to grow your business or you're trying to do both simultaneously. So typically, especially like when we're first starting out, we wear all the hats. You've heard this like a thousand times before, right? Like you're doing the invoicing and the bookkeeping and you're doing the marketing strategy and you're doing it all because it literally is just you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that is how the business gets started is because of you, but it will get to a certain point if you're truly looking to grow that you're going to need a team to support you and so when you're thinking about hiring somebody one you want to make sure that 
you take your time with that hire. I'm not saying like put them through the rigor and like go through 10 interviews because that is not necessary. But you want to make sure that you're hiring somebody that is truly committed to the mission. And they have foundational skills that can be buildable. They don't have to come in knowing every single thing in your business. And honestly, sometimes it's great if they don't because then you can train them on the things that you want them to know. But they do need to have a general like will and understanding to be able to support you. And I think too, when you're hiring somebody, you really want to think, okay, are there some repeatable tasks that I'm doing consistently? Can this be automated one? And if it can't be automated, then it probably means it can be outsourced. And what I mean by automated is like, could you create a system, whether that's an automated email or a Zapier or something along those lines that like literally the computer will do it for you. If the answer to that is no, then it's time to hire a human. And when thinking about hiring a human, a virtual assistant, whoever, an online business owner or um, business manager, not online business owner, you know what I'm saying. And <laughs> um, you really want to make sure that this person, like I said, is highly skilled in what they're doing and can make sure that they can support your business and the mission. Yes, yes. And I I love that you mentioned Zapier because that is my jam. I just absolutely love it. I have Zap set up for everything. So if you're not familiar with it, it is a app slash website. It basically gets your systems to talk to each other. So anytime someone goes and buys a ticket to an event that I'm hosting locally, I have an automation set up where it captures that email and then plugs that email onto my mailing list so that when I want to send them out more information, special offers, different things about the event, hey, this is coming up, that's coming up, it all goes through my email platform. So Zapier is one of the most amazing automation tools available. It will let anything talk to anything and it is just glorious. So. Definitely look into that and up to a certain number of zaps. I think it's free even. I think up to like so many hundred a month. I don't even know, but that's always changing. So definitely look into that. But I mean, so those are such good points because a lot of times we do just jump into things haphazardly. Like, okay, somebody applied. Oh, they must be the solution to my problem. I'm so desperate. Like, no, take your time. It's okay. You you want to find the right person that's going to align with your mission, your values, your your company, your vibe. And it's okay if that takes time. So it's such great, great points. I love it. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're thinking about hiring, a lot of times it's, it is a little bit scary because we're like, sure. oh my gosh, I'm letting somebody into my business. Like, is this a good idea? Is this not a good idea? And so if you're a little hesitant, my recommendation is start that out as a contractor and do like five or 10 hours a week and just see how it goes. Hiring is going to be the biggest investment that you're going to make as a business owner, but it should also be that. It should be an investment. So you should be able to tie a result to the work that they're doing and see a direct correlation like okay I hired this person they're doing these 10 things for me every single week that is getting x amount of hours back into my day and it's also moving the needle forward because they're doing these 10 things in the business and so if you're in an agency model you're going to be able to see okay by hiring this one person if they have the capacity of let's say 40 hours I can now take on 
X number of clients because they can serve those clients. If you're an online business owner, it might be, okay, this person is going to help with lead generation. I'm going to put them on things like emails and Pinterest and uh, making sure that our existing customers are served so that we maintain uh, retention, like thinking through those things. And then I also want you to ask yourself too, like you're talking about staying in your zone of genius. We hear this phrase a lot, but I think a lot of times we don't really know what that means. Like, what is my zone of genius? What am I good at? If I hire this person, like now, what is my role? And so typically what I, what I, when I'm asking myself this, if I'm like, oh, I have a free hour, which is a rare occasion, what should I do with this time? My the question, the answer to my question is typically, okay, what is something that I can do that is going to move the business forward? Can I do something that is going to go acquire a new client? Can I generate new leads for the education side of the business? Maybe I need to focus on education so that I can then pour back into the business. Maybe I need to do another round of hiring. Like you'll be able to have hopefully the answer depending on whatever type of business it is. But those are the types of tasks that only you could do. Like if you're the base of your business, only you can get on a podcast and record this. Only you can record the real. Somebody else can't record the real with your talking head. So like those are the types of things that you're going to be doing instead of being like, oh, well, everything's done. Let me just hang out. Oh my gosh, I love it. That is such a perfect explanation of it because I think so many times we do get tripped up like okay where where do I even start with that so it is an investment and a lot of times it's not always an immediate tangible result but when you really think through it like you just explained it all makes perfect sense Amanda, the value you shared with us today was nothing short of incredible thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Absolutely. Where can we find you and how can we get into your world? Yes. Okay. Well, you're welcome to come hang out with me on Instagram. It's just my name, Amanda Rush Holmes. And if you're wanting to learn more about the Virtual Assistant Studio, you can find us at thevirtualassistantstudio.com. And also, if you're a mom and want to come hang out, we have an amazing community over on our podcast at the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. Amazing. We will link all of those up in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Amanda is just a wealth of information and mamas just take this information and implement it. That is the key, not just consuming, implement the strategies that you're learning and you will see results. Thank you again, Amanda. I do appreciate you. Thank you. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 